This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared timms and i am joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green nate how you doing i'm doing good it feels good to be back jared it is it it does feel good to be back it's kind of bittersweet for me i wish i wasn't quite back yet but you know show's got to go on show's got to go on at least you're still you, you guys are still having a hell of a season there at olu gotta say that yes we are uh one win away from being crowned champs in our league, so uh, very excited for these next two days. Yep, hell of a series there going on. I mean, if anybody likes high school baseball, go and go and pay attention to this series. There's probably, me and Nate were talking about this off the record, I, I mean, there might be 15 draftees in this series between Olu and, and Jay Sarah, and it's incredible. I mean, Jay Sarah's got three potential and I say potential because I don't think they will be first-rounders, but there's a chance that three Jay Sarah players slide into the first first round, probably in the top three rounds for sure. Uh, Olu, uh, they're seniors at Jay Sarah, by the way, too. I mean, they've got more guys coming. And Olu, still a little bit young. Next year, they're, all their juniors are going to come up and be absolutely unbelievable. They probably have, what, what does Olu have? Maybe one or two guys that are going to draft it this year? One for sure, possibly two, yeah. and then yeah, like you said, we've got a bunch of juniors, uh, and, and it's really fun to see how young these teams are. I mean, uh, Jay Sarah threw their their second pitcher was a freshman who was eighty six to eighty eight tonight, and um, Orange Lutheran's starting, uh, I believe, left fielder was a freshman as well, and he has been starting every single day for them on a number one team in the state team, so. That's pretty cool to see how young and how talented these teams are. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable to see what Orange County is doing in general, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. I mean, if you have a chance, go look at some of these teams. Uh, remember their rosters because, like I said, there's probably 15 draftees, potential angels playing out there at some point. You know, click and save their rosters and and go back five, ten years from now and be like, damn, look at these two teams because. It's, it's special what's going on there. And for myself, I mean, the reason why I took a little bit of time off, we had, I, I hope, International, where I coached, went to a regional, had a lot of fun, one game one game away, one, practically one inning away from going to the World Series. Unfortunately, we couldn't get past Georgia Gwinnett, and, you know, it's just a tough way to lose. 
unfortunately. I, I you can hear it in my voice. I'm I'm still disappointed. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't cry because, you know, I'm I don't know what I what the plans are in store for me anymore. You know, like just graduate with my masters and, you know, love coaching, love the school. You know, we'll just have to see, I guess, kind of where things take me. And I'm hoping I'd stay around and keep coaching all those guys because it was an absolute blast and a lot of friends have made, been made there. So, anyways. This is the Angels podcast. Wanted to let you guys know what has been going on in our lives because we do have stuff that we do besides talk about Angels baseball. And shout out to Derek for filling in a little bit for us. And we really do appreciate it. But I promise, guys, I'm going to be back a little bit more. Nate's going to be back a little bit more. We're going to get everybody back. Brock, John, Derek. I think we're all just going to kind of start filling in here as the summer rolls on and hopefully get a little bit of better, a little bit better Angels baseball being played here. And before we talk about Angels Baseball, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to us continuing to grow as a podcast. I really do believe we are the best Angels podcast out there. If you believe that, you know, give us a five-star review, uh, share it with a friend. I would really appreciate it. You know, shout out to all, everybody, and I'm hoping you guys are excited to listen to, to what we have going here. But first, give us one second to pay the bills. Hey, everyone. Before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As of Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and you name all the other ones you got them okay the best part is you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, enough with all the introductions. Let's, I guess, unfortunately, get talking some Angels baseball, Nate, because I'm glad we took a week off because it's been kind of brutal, huh? Yeah, I mean, today is a good day to uh, to talk Angels baseball. We are recording this on Monday night, so the Angels could not lose today. It's a good day, right? <laughs> It was a good day. It, it, it was. It's, it was a nice day, a nice day of relaxation for, I think, everybody. And a lot of stuff went down. I know that Derek posted a podcast about Mike Trout being hurt out six to eight weeks. It's it's going to be tough to see that. Shohei Otani's been on fire, one of the best hitters in baseball. Lead all right, He leads the AL in home runs. I think he's – oh, he actually doesn't lead the AL in home runs because I think Vlad took the lead. But he's in the top three. Jared Walsh is hitting like – Jared Walsh again and batting in the six hole for some reason. Justin Upton led off a game. And it's kind of interesting what the Angels are doing, I guess. It's it's disappointing to see what their record is. But I I still would have to say, I mean, don't count them out quite yet. I I know that the season hasn't gone the right direction. And I know Nate, I don't see his face or anything, but I'm sure he's rolling his eyes saying, Jared, the season's over. The Angels should be selling. And I, I don't know if I disagree with you, but... Nate, I don't even know. How do we want to break this down? Do we start with Justin Upton leading off? Do we start with the bullpen? Do we start with starting pitching? I mean, what do you what do you want to talk about? Because it's been kind of a rough week, and I know I haven't been in on it all that much. But you know, I just want to talk see see what everybody's feeling right now. So, Nate, how are you feeling about it? Well, 
Um, it, it almost is time to break out uh, the salesman pitch because I, I think we have about another week or two, and if we're going to stay in the cellar for the next week or two, uh, it might be time to start to look to see what some of these pieces could get us. You know, Jose Iglesias hasn't played as well as we had hoped, but he could be a nice piece for a team like the Oakland A's who are looking for a cheap shortstop. Um, every team could use relief pitching. Every team could use a starter. So, I mean, not that anyone would want Jose Quintana, but uh, Andrew Heaney could be a possible. Uh, Russell Iglesias could be another guy. So, Tony Watson could be another guy who gets moved. But, yeah, there's it's, it's about a week or two away from um, full-blown panic mode and, and start to sell. But let's start with Justin Upton leading off. Um, very interesting. Joe Madden's lineups have been very, very different than – his his ones that he rolled out with the Cubs and, and the ones that he rolled out last year with the Angels, I thought last year with the Angels, every single lineup was competitive. Um, I know there were a couple days where you um, were a little upset seeing some guys play some different positions, but for the most part, I thought the lineups that he put out there were very competitive. I didn't think that he put a lineup out there that was borderline AAA. And... This year, I think we've seen a little bit different Joe Madden. Even when you go back to his time with the Cubs, I mean, yeah, he would mess some things around. He would go Rizzo leading off, which is, you know, different. But at least Rizzo's OPS was really good. His on-base percentage was really good. So um, that's where I want to start. I want to get your opinion, and then we can get back to me. It's I, – I at first, I was kind of in shock. I mean, I think a lot of people were that Justin Upton is leading off. I know that that's not the most ideal – of spots for him, but I mean, when someone's slumping and you want to play in air quotes old school baseball like the Angels are trying to do, and I know that they're not doing a very good job of it, but they are trying to play old school baseball, and it's an interesting way to try to get somebody going, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to bash on it. I, I I understand it. I I get it after talking to some people about it. Like I understand what he's what he's trying to do, but. I don't know. It's it's just been kind of tough, especially, and I have to go back to what I always say, winning cures a, a lot. Like, if the Angels are winning and Justin Upton leads off, I don't think we're talking about this, right? Like, who cares? They, they did win that game, but if they're, if they're in first place or a game out of second and Joe Madden's, you know, whatever he touches turns to gold, we're not talking about this. Yes. But because they're seven games out of first place and – um, Justin Upton is hitting 197 with an OPS under 700. It becomes news. A hundred percent. I'm with you. And the same can go with with how the the pitching has been used. The same can go with how the bullpen has been used. And the same can go with where you're batting Jared Walsh, one of your best hitters. And like I said, I mean, winning cures a lot. If the Angels are winning ball games, we're not having this conversation. We are. We're happy campers. We're talking about. Dang, Anthony Rendon's lighting it up, and and the Angels pitching is pitching well, and Joe Madden is making all the right moves. But I mean, it just seems like the opposite of everything Joe Madden touches turns to gold. I mean, what would that be? Joe, everything Joe Madden touches turns to dust. Green sense, green. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it does that makes sense, right? No. I mean, winning winning cures a lot, and it really does. And I think we're at that point right now where it's like. Six straight years of this, <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 tough. I, I I get it. I I'm I'm at that point with everybody. I, I'm at the point where everybody was 
in year two. Like I'm just a lot more patient with it because I understand that winning games is incredibly hard and winning going to the World Series is incredibly hard. Look at the Dodgers, 10 straight trips to the to the playoffs and haven't won a World Series yet. And, I mean, an asterisk next to it. You can call it what you want. But I, I'm, I, I get it. I, I do, I do. And at some point, you know, it's the, everything's building up. Everything's building up and it's going to spill over eventually. And, and I feel like we kind of saw that with Albert Pujols and, and I don't know what direction anybody goes anymore with any of this. I, I, I don't know. I, I like how we went from talking about Justin Upton leading off to this. Cause I think it just is like a, it's a continual building of things that's going on, the losing atmosphere that's going on in, in the organization in general, because the minor leagues aren't even aren't even winning a lot of games right now either, and, and it's tough to watch that, and guys aren't performing all that well, and we don't know what's really going on in the minor leagues and, and everything, but it, it's, it's I'm going to go back to what I've said, winning cures a lot, Nate, and I'll, I'll let you talk about jo, um, Justin Upton leading off and exactly what we what I just kind of ranted about. Yeah, um, the the biggest issue that I have with Justin Upton leaning off is if you're going to claim this is you know '80s baseball or whatever you're going to claim, isn't your leadoff guy supposed to steal base? Isn't he supposed to get on base? I mean, you you go back to when the Angels were really really good, you know, 2000, 2005, 2007. They had a dude who could get on base who was leading off, and that dude can move most of the time. I mean. Eckstein's my favorite guy to go back to. I know he was the 2002 guy. Uh, but he didn't care whether it was a hit-by-pitch, whether it was a walk. He was going to see seven, eight pitches every A-B. He was going to force the defense to make a tough play. And he was going to be in the pitcher's head from pitch one in the batter's box and on first base. Justin Upton gets in the box. Am I super super concerned maybe that he might take me deep possibly but if he gets on first base i could be a one eight to home plate there's zero chance that guy is going anywhere so that's my biggest problem with it is like if you want to stay with the launch angle baseball and and hit tanks and you want to do that fine leave justin up and off but stop saying this is 1980 baseball if we are not going to steal. We're not going to put guys in the top of the lineup who can steal. We're not going to put guys in the two-hole who are going to bunt and really make some things happen. Because I don't think a lot of teams work on fielding fielding bunts. And I think you're seeing a lot less athletic third basemen. You're seeing a lot more guys who just kind of can hit bombs. And why not take advantage of that if you're a team that maybe isn't as talented as some of these other ones? I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I get where you're going. I, I, I do, I do, and I think I just, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it, it's it's tough to watch, and you guys are gonna get sick and tired of me saying this, but winning cures a lot. I mean, if the Angels are winning, we're not having these these discussions, these arguments about what needs to happen. And I, I mean, we can talk about what needs to happen. I, I don't know what needs to happen. Guys need to get healthy. I think that's the big thing. I mean, Mike Trout's on the shelf for two months, basically. That that's gonna hurt when you lose the best player in baseball, and it's it's tough. The bullpen has been in and out of being hurt. The bullpen, we've seen a complete bullpen for the Angels in maybe five games, maybe. Junior Garrett just came back. Chris Rodriguez is probably gonna come back this week at some point, and 
you know, everybody's just got to be healthy. We haven't seen Dylan Bundy be Dylan Bundy yet. I mean, we've seen flashes of him be being pretty decent, but his last start was fairly rough to watch. I know that I think I feel like he got a little bit roughed up a little bit, not in a good like. I I feel like he just wasn't Dylan Bundy. Andrew Heaney hasn't been horrible. Alex Cobb got hurt with the he had had the blister issue. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of things that aren't going right. And I know that you're listening to this as well and saying, Jared, enough with the excuses. But it feels like it happens every year where just team falls apart. And that's kind of where we're sitting right now is this team is falling apart before our eyes. And it's 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 tough to watch. It, it really, really, it is tough to watch. And I, I don't know. Nate, do you have a solution to making the Angels a better team right now? I mean, like, I, I know that we give a lot of interesting ideas here at talking halos and i nobody listens to us i'll tell you that much like joe madden doesn't listen to our podcast and say oh jared and nate are real smart like if if we were getting into anybody's heads they'd be like oh jared and nate you guys should come work for the angels but you know that's not the case but i mean nate any ideas of what the angels need to do right now to work their way to 500 before the all-star break and then find themselves into some type of playoff race i, I think just be consistent with what you're what you're strategy is like if if we really are going to go back to the 80s baseball and i know i've said this multiple times let's let's do it like let's not go halfway to it like let's not just say we're going to do it do like a third of the 80s baseball like no go 100 percent into it and if it works it works if not then it didn't work we readdress the offseason and say okay the 80s baseball is not going to work with this group you can either bring in new guys so that it will work with them or you go to 2020 type of baseball and you play that kind of baseball. I, I really don't care. I think the eighties baseball is more exciting in my opinion, because you see more plays, you see the ball point and play a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I, I do tip my hat to Joe Madden for moving David Fletcher to the nine hole. I, I absolutely love that. Um, kind of reminds me of the David Fletcher or the, uh, Adam Kennedy, when Adam Kennedy used it nine, where he was just tough out down there, put the ball in play a lot, accidentally hit a couple bombs. I know he, he had a couple years where he had 10, 15 bombs. I don't think Fletcher will ever do that, but like, it's a good secondary leadoff. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't keep saying we're going to play 80s baseball and be in the bottom half of the league in stolen bases and be in the bottom half of the league in stolen base attempts and be in the bottom half of the league in fielding percentage like those are all things that 80s baseball teams were really good at they stole bases they moved runners over and they played really good defense and it looks like we are failing at all three of those aspects of the game fundamentals you know get back to the fundamentals of the game i think that's the best way to think about it i mean you're not wrong (laughs) you're not wrong at all i mean fundamentals like can't the angels aren't playing very good defense at all. One of the worst defensive teams in baseball. I don't even have to look at the analytics to know that. I mean, even the analytics will tell you that. And one of the worst defensive teams in baseball, one of probably the worst offensive teams in baseball at the moment too. I mean, they've been kind of tough. It's been on and off. I mean, Shohei Otani's been good. Jared Walsh has been good. But other than that, everybody else is struggling, struggling hard. And I mean, even, even Mike Trout was struggling for a little while. And I mean, now he's on the shelf, but, and then you look at the pitching and 
I mean, angels and pitching in the same sentence, you can only say not great, right? I mean, not to even make any jokes about it, but that's the best way to put it. It really is. So one thing actually that kind of is interesting that you that you mention is consistency with things. And I wonder if keeping a consistent batting order might have something to do with it. I know we're both pitchers here and we like consistency on the mound, being consistent with when we're going to throw, what days we're going to throw and everything. I wonder if hitters are kind of the same way. Definitely being in the lineup. I, I, I know with hitters, as long as they're in the lineup, it's it's good for them. So you have guys like Jose Rojas, who, who is not really used to playing a bench role. So for him to to get an AB every three to four days, like that's tough on him. And yeah, he's struggling mightily. But um, I, I think that's a big thing for some of these guys. Is like, hey, stop playing me two days here, two days there. Like, let me play for a full week, and if I hit, great. If I don't, then go find somebody else. But it, it's got to be tough on some of these guys who are playing a couple days here, a couple days there. And I know it's also tough because we have a lot of guys who get digged up really, really easily. But, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is just be consistent. Like, you ha- I think you have some pieces to be able to, to run some 80s baseball. Like, Ligaris can move a little. You know, Iglesias, he can move a little bit. Uh, Otani can – I mean, he shows that he can move every single day he's on the baseball field. So we, we've got some pieces. I think Walsh might even be sneaky fast, be able to steal a base or two. So, like – there are some pieces on this team where you can get back to that 80s baseball, but are you going to be that first team in a long time to full-blown go back to fundamentals and bump the baseball and hit and run and do that kind of thing? Or are you just going to be scared to be different? At some point, you got to get out of that middle spot, right? I, I, I think that it's tough to be in that middle spot. Like in the Angels... The Angels were so behind for the longest time, like, and they still haven't even gotten to any point where it's like, wow, they're very analytical, <laughs> or they're very advanced in anything, you know, it, it's taken them a while, so, I mean, maybe it makes sense to just turn around and go back, <laughs> you know, like, there's got to be... There's got to be. Can't get any worse. There's got to be a dead end, right? Eventually, at the end of the tunnel, like there's got to be an end of the tunnel, and you got to circle back around. I mean, in a sense, I, I guess, right? I, I don't know. It's going to go full circle, I would assume. But back to what I was saying about consistency. What about consistency in certain lineup spots? Like we've seen Justin Upton leading off. We've seen a different leadoff hitter. It seems like every single day. That's got to be a little bit tough. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when. Um, you have different guys with different philosophies. Like, I know one of the things that uh, I've heard a lot from leadoff hitters is the first pitch of the game is the best pitch you're going to see the entire game. Like, whether you're the leadoff hitter or the four hitter, like, the very first pitch of the game is most likely going to be a fastball, outer half for a strike. Most likely, right? So, if you have guys going up there swinging first pitch and then You've got other guys who are taking and uh, trying to work the count. It could really mess with whoever the two-hitter is, whoever the three-hitter is, because maybe they like to see five or six pitches before their A-B. Maybe maybe some guys are like, hey, I don't care as long as you get on base. You get on base, I can, I can hit a ground ball to the right side or whatever it is. So 
Yeah, I think that definitely plays a little bit of a part into it because just the different philosophy that certain leadoff guys have, especially if you're Justin Upton, like, I think his philosophy is like, give me a pitch to drive. I don't care if this is the first pitch of the game or I have to see eight pitches. Just give me a pitch I can hit out of the yard. Yeah, and I mean, for all I know, I could be overthinking this, but whenever I hit, I definitely took a different mentality of where I was hitting in the batting order. Like, if I'm leading off, I'm trying to get on base no matter what, get contact. If I'm in the two-hole, I'm trying to get off, get my leadoff hitter to second base. It's going to put him in scoring position. If I'm the three-hole hitter, I'm trying to drive runs in. If I'm the four-hole hitter, I'm trying to drive runs in. If I'm five, six, seven, I'm trying to make contact and get it back up to the top of the lineup, if that makes sense. So I'm probably a little bit different in that sense, but I do get it. I do. So before we get going, letting everybody go, Nate, let's talk about Joe Dell. He is absolutely crushing the ball right now. Hit his sixth home run and I in, I believe, as many games tonight. He has 10 home runs on the season in 17 games. It's it's just unbelievable what he's doing down there. And at some point, you have to think, with the Angels' offensive woes, you got to bring up your top prospect eventually. I know that he's not considered a prospect in baseball terms, but I still have him as the number one prospect in the Angels' system just because, oh, you can't take much away from 2020. I mean, you, you just got to kind of reset yourself. And this is kind of feels like a little Mike trout S right now, what, what we're seeing out of him. He came up, he didn't produce all that well he did some things it, it it was tough what joe adele did he was put in a tough situation he was put everything was just tough in 2020 i mean between what was happening in the clubhouse what was happening on the field what was happening with no fans it, it, it was tough but it looks like joe adele might be ready to go and might be the real thing i know there's a strikeout issue going on there and i know we're going to talk about that but what are your thoughts on bringing Joe Adele up right now? I, I'm waiting another couple weeks. Um, I, I'd still would like to see him play a little bit better defensively in the position that he's probably going to be playing in the big leagues, which most likely is going to be right field. I mean, with Mike Trout out, I guess it could be center field, but I would love to see him be not necessarily a defensive liability. So just – Show me something that that says, like, hey, I'm good enough to play in the outfield every single day. Maybe I have to DH once in a while. But, like, give, give me something there. Offensively, yeah, he's striking out a lot. He's hitting bombs. Um, is, it, is he the beneficiary of playing in some really nice parks? Jared, you be the judge. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I know he hit the ball out of the stadium tonight, so that was that was good to see. But... Is some of this that he's playing in in basically a juice Colorado? I, I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I want to say no. I know they done some modifications to the balls again for the 18th billion year in a row. The the balls are changing. But Nate, 10 home runs in 17 games anywhere is damn impressive. And I I don't care who you are. Uh, and I do care about how much you're striking out because the striking, the strikeout, the swing and miss capability is still there. I don't care who you are, though. If you're putting up this type of power, you got to get some type of look. And dude's athletic, and there's a reason why he was a top ten prospect in baseball. There's a reason why he was a top.
top 10 pick in the MLB draft. There's a reason why he was an Angels number one prospect. And I, I think he's pretty dang close to being ready. Like I mentioned, I mean, it's kind of Mike Trout-esque what we're seeing here. He struggled his first 50 games up with the Angels. And then after after that, Mike Trout just took off. I'm not saying that Joe Adele's Mike Trout. And I swear if any of you guys at me saying Jerry Tim said Joe Adele's the next Mike Trout, I'm, I'm probably going to block you. But... It's 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 very similar and Joe Adele's damn impressive. That ball went really far tonight. If you haven't seen it, go look because it is an absolute moonshot. I, I am so impressed by him. It was one of the most impressive Joe Adele home runs I've ever seen. And yeah, I think that's kind of where I stand. I think that at some point you have to look at bringing him up. Do I think he's ready right now? No, I don't think he is. I, I agree. I don't think he's quite ready. But to see the type of power that he's doing and to see some of the adjustments he's making... It's impressive to watch, and it's impressive to see, and I, I'm excited to see what Joe Adele can do. I know a lot of fans aren't going to be happy, but at some point, I mean, you gotta, you got to do something. And Joe Adele's down there looking pretty damn good. Brandon Marsh has been up and down getting hurt. Packy Naughton almost threw a no-hitter in AAA Salt Lake, the same place that, well, I guess it is in Las Vegas, but the same place that we're talking about juice balls and balls flying out in Las Vegas. I, I get it. Packy Naughton almost threw a no-hitter there, which is more impressive than... It's almost as impressive, if not more impressive, than throwing a perfect game in Colorado. I mean, it, it's it's impressive to do that to any degree. And, you know, Reed Detmers is right around the corner. Jordan Adams is coming back off an injury in high A, and he'll be in double A before we know it. I mean, it's just... Hang tight, guys. Hang tight. Like I said, I know winning cures a lot, and there's not a lot of that, but I see brighter days coming. I, I really do. I think there's a lot of interesting prospects. I think that it's going to be a fun off season, and I don't think the Angels are quite out of it yet. I think that once they get healthy and get rolling, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. So, Nate, any final thoughts? I think I just kind of gave my final thought there, but any final thoughts for you? Yeah, um, just one one more question for you. First, um, how big of a, a deal is it, in your opinion? for the minor league systems to win baseball games. Is, is that important, or are we only here to see development? That was a question that was asked to Perry Manassian, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not going to quote anything. Actually, I probably shouldn't even say anything, but I'm, I'm fairly convinced that, I'm fairly sure that he had he said something along the lines of it needs to become more important because I don't think it was that important originally. I think there's a time and a place to win. I, I do, and Nate, we've talked about this before, I think, that having a winning atmosphere and a winning culture is a huge thing. Coming up through the minors or anywhere, like you look at Joe Adele, he hasn't played on a winning team in the Angels organization ever, 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 ever. And you can probably say that about a lot of guys coming up. David Fletcher might not have. Jaime Berea probably hasn't. Jose Suarez probably hasn't. And I'm not saying that that makes them better, but... Being in a winning culture, a winning environment in the minor leagues is probably a pretty big deal, especially for a lot of guys who are probably used to winning a good amount. Like if you're drafted out of high school and you're playing in the minor leagues right after that, your team's probably pretty freaking good because you're probably a pretty freaking good player. And the same can go about college. Like if you're getting drafted out of uh, college, your team's probably pretty good because a, you're playing pretty damn well for you to get drafted, or B, 
you're playing pretty damn well, or your team's playing pretty damn well, should I say, and you're getting your name out there to do that. So I think that a winning culture is huge. I, I really do, and I think that that is something that needs to come back, and I think that that's something that needs to needs to happen. I, I do, and I think that that has been put on the table for a lot of these teams. We haven't seen it quite yet, and I think that that might have something to do with Low A had a COVID scare for a little while. They had guys come up and down, which was kind of tough for them. Triple A, I mean, it's been a mess in Triple A because of how many injuries the Major League team has had, and it's been up and down. Even Double A has had some team had some players lost because they've had to send guys up to Triple A and send guys down to High A. So I, I think that a winning culture is very important, and I think that that's going to be something that we definitely have to look at moving forward in the minor leagues. And I think that we're going to see a bigger deal made about that. So, I mean, you can probably answer your question too, because I think that it's kind of the same as me. Yeah, absolutely. And just for fun, I did some research and just looked at who the last three team or last three championship games have been in triple a. And wouldn't you know it, the San Francisco giants were the champions in 2019. If I remember correctly, they played the Cleveland Indians both teams are on the verge of being playoff contenders. Cleveland has been a playoff contender recently. The Giants look like they could possibly be a playoff contender this year. I know it's still early, but they're playing really, really good baseball. And they have a lot of young guys that just kind of come up and expect to win. And then, oddly enough, there's only two teams that have been in the championship in 17 and 18. It was the same matchup, and it was the Tampa Bay Rays versus the St. Louis Cardinals. I think there's correlation between winning at the minor league level and winning at the major league level because you get a lot of guys who come up and expect to win, and these guys are going to grind and do whatever it takes to win baseball games. If you just accept losing, then you're, you're going to be okay with being 20 and 27. I, I 100% agree with you. I, I really do, and I, I know I want to let everybody go here real soon, but I, I did the res- I've done the research on what you just talked about, and I want to say that the Angels in the past five years have had maybe one playoff team in their organization. In the last 10 years, they've had maybe five. Like, I, I'm not kidding. It hasn't been a lot of teams. Like, the last time a double-A team has gone to the playoffs was when they were the Arkansas Travelers. That's that's pretty brutal. Like, Salt Lake, I think, went to the playoffs four years ago, maybe? Four or five years ago? High A hasn't been in the playoffs since they were in Rancho Cucamonga. And I think Mike Trout might have been on the team at, at one point. So there's that. And Lowe hasn't been in the playoffs. Actually, Orem was, I believe, in the playoffs. Or Burlington. No, Orem was in the playoffs at some point. Orem and Burlington, I think, were like in the past five years. But, yeah, it's 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 tough. I'll, I'll tell you that. And I think a winning atmosphere definitely needs to be put into place. So, Guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you had any questions, comments, wanted to maybe hop on a show with show with us i'm more than happy to bring you on i know that i've had a couple people ask me and i got to get to that i i we've we've all been busy i i i apologize for that but promise guys we're getting the show rolling even more now everybody's going to be popping back on we're going to give different perspectives i know derek has a special guest coming on this week at some point i don't know when the podcast will come out but at some point derek is going to have a special guest come on it'll be a lot of fun talking to him good buddy of ours good buddy of the show 
And guys, just if you want to follow us, go on to any of our social medias. You can look at, just look up Talking Halos. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tims on Twitter. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.